I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed with the Best. We're so excited to chat today with Gretchen Mall Berger. Gretchen is the founder and CEO of GG Mall, a luxury handbag brand offering timeless statement pieces for the rebelliously sophisticated woman. Each GG Mall bag is thoughtfully designed in New York City by Gretchen herself and handcrafted in Italy with the desire to inspire joy every single day. Gretchen is driven by helping to empower women to live their lives to the fullest, and she believes in only having things in her life that spark joy. Her brand, GG Mall, is characterized by functionality, aesthetics, and purpose. We are so excited to welcome Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. We're so excited to have you. Hi, Tina and Alec. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes. Where are you? Where are you coming to us from? You're so like beautiful and sunny and floral. Are you in California? I'm in Miami actually right (gasps) now. But better. Yes, I have a a tan going, my winter tan. I'm now a Floridian. I've been here for five months during COVID. Oh, Miami sounds like a dream. It really does. But you you came from New York, which is where we are right now, right? Yes. Yes. I'm originally a New Yorker. I've lived in New York for the past 12 years. And yeah, just sort of been displaced from COVID, lived in the Hamptons for the summer, had a baby and brought the baby down here to Miami. So he didn't have to experience a winter. That's very generous. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so excited to get into literally all of that. Yes. Okay. But I want to start from the beginning, which is where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? So I grew up by coastal, actually. Um, I lived in Philadelphia till I was about 12, 13. And then I moved to San Francisco, the Bay Area, which I love. It just really helped me become my own individual person. And then I went to school in Milan and studied uh, fashion design and did a master in accessories design there and got my first job at Oscar de la Renta in New York City in 2008 and moved there. Oh my God, you're living Carrie Bradshaw's dreams. These are Carrie Bradshaw dreams. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm very lucky. I felt very fortunate. So yeah, that's sort of how I I always knew I wanted to be work in fashion. And I I actually lived in New York for a little stint before I moved to Milan to sort of prove to my father that fashion was a viable career. He told me it was just a hobby. So I interned at Proenza Schooler with um, Jack and Lazaro back in 2006 to sort of prove to my parents that I really wanted to be in fashion before I got up and moved to Milan. That feels like a very familiar story to like a lot of artists or people in the creative field. I know that like for me, being a theater background, I had to do a lot of convincing to my dad, my dad especially being like, this is not a hobby. This is something that is lucrative and can be really, you know, I'm really passionate about. So I can totally relate to that, having, feeling like you have to prove something about the thing that you love. Yeah. It's definitely interesting now being a parent. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe having business experience would have been great to have my own company as well. Mm -hmm. But getting to work in Italy and like live there definitely was able to really catapult my career. So That's so incredible. Do you speak Italian? Some, yes, yes. If we're talking about fashion, if we're talking about food, if we're talking about what we're doing tonight, yes. If we start talking about banking (laughs) or politics, uh, not as well. You lose it a little. I'm so jealous. I apparently, I'm 100% Italian and I apparently, I spoke when I was little and then I lost it. So I, you're inspiring me. I feel like I need to get it back going. Um, okay, so can you kind of walk us through the story of how you started your incredible brand? 
DG Mall. And just what was your inspiration behind starting your amazing handbag brand? Which first of all, we are just looking at and we are dying over oh. because they're so, they're sophisticated with also this like rock and roll kind of sprinkle in that like they're just so cool. And functional, like totally functional. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you. Yes, I love the Art Deco kind of meets 80s vibe. And it's going to be perfect for, I feel like, the roaring 20s that are going to be coming up. Oh, for sure. But um, yeah, that's just our design inspiration is all like around Art Deco and then power women, power dressing and functionality, which I started, I'd say, even when I started my career back in Oscar, you know, I was just designing all of these beautiful bags and you start to realize how they're not very functional. This I don't know if you probably remember this, like, you know, 13 years ago now, we just, everyone had like these beautiful, like kind of it bags, but you couldn't wear them as crossbodies. You couldn't change the way you wore them for like the roles that women play throughout the day. So it started, that started sort of like, you know, planted the seed. Um, I worked for Calvin Klein, Juicy Couture. You know, I worked for another 10 years in the industry. And then um, sort of, it was like a clash of coincidence even though I don't believe in coincidences, um, my Juicy Couture was sold. Um, and sort of through that process, I took corporate liquidators around and they were liquidating the whole office. So all the machines, all of these leather samples, all the things we had in our sample room, they were just like, well, why don't we just donate it or get rid of it? So it was kind of this like opportunity. And they had let go of like the pattern maker who'd been at Liz Claiborne for 20 years. So I was like, oh, okay. So I could, you know, hire these people to help me make my own handbags. And at the same time, my sister actually was in a car accident in New York City. And I feel like that really catapulted me in two ways. One, you know, we, we never know how long we have. So, you know, to live each day, like it's your last and, you know, why wait till tomorrow and do something you want today. And then the other part of that, I think, was just my husband that one day, you know, they weren't sure if she would make it or not. And my husband went out and bought me these pair of earrings from my favorite store, came back with them to the hospital. And I was like, oh, I don't need this. Like, I can't deal with it right now. And he's like, no, like, if this brings you like two minutes of joy, that's two minutes of joy you need right now. And after, you know, years of working in fashion and, you know, wondering if it's frivolous, then I'm like, no, you know, these are things that bring women joy and confidence you know every day and I want to I want to give that to to women to all women you know so that's sort of how Gigi Mall was born oh that's incredible that is a, I have goosebumps that is a beautiful story I you know Alex and I started this podcast with a very similar mission we want to bring joy to our lives you know it's it's so uncertain and the pandemic really shined a light on that for a lot of people. And anywhere we can find joy for two minutes is so important and so valuable. So kudos to your husband. He sounds like a great guy. I know. He sounds amazing. <laughs> he's wonderful. I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah, he sounds amazing. How did you – I'm going to skip around a little bit. How did you meet your husband? Um, I met him in New York City at um, 
and cotton dough opening. So completely random. I just moved to the city and it was like the sales center, like condo. It was the Dailyman Brothers crashed actually. <laughs> September 15th, 2008, the Dailyman Brothers crashed. They were launching a new condo development and they had like a party for the opening of the sales center. Oh my gosh. And it was just kind and of a went, random part, like meeting a person at a party. Yeah, meeting a person oh. at a random party. Um, yeah, I went for the free food and drink. Like we all do. Yeah. Like we all do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's great. He, my neighbor was the head realtor on the project. And then he was like, oh, I, you know, I really like Gretchen. Can you invite me another time? She'll be there. So I want to run into her again. Yes. That's so That's romantic. So How really long have you guys cute. been married now? Yeah. Seven years. Seven wow. years. But we met 12 years ago. So. Wow. 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 That's awesome. Time flies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So another thing, I feel like we're so aligned and that we want to just share what sparks joy with ourselves and just with women in general. And but also with your your brand values of wanting to help women optimize their life and just give them something that is functional. And can you talk more about your brand's mission and your brand's values and kind of what sets your bags apart from other brands per se? Um, of course. Yeah. Our mission is to do, like design beautiful and functional handbags that empower the women who wear them. So I feel like there's really three prongs to that. To me, it's like functionality, aesthetics, and purpose. For the functionality piece, which we sort of touched on, uh, my objective in delivering like functionality features was to provide women with the feelings of like lightness, freedom, strength, and security. So the idea that women more than men feel multiple roles during the day, you know, they're a mother, they're like an executive, they are a sexy dinner companion, they go to a concert and their handbag and the things that they carry need to be able to change as their roles change. So our multi-wear approach is that the woman can change her handbag as her roles change. So sometimes she needs to have both of her hands free and wear like a belt bag if she's running around or at a concert or maybe at a crowded bar and she doesn't want to put her bag down. Then maybe she wants like a mini bag if it's in the evening, you know, to look more feminine or a crossbody, you know, these kind of things. So just that your bag can sort of change with you. Our signature bag is our Rebel holster. And that was sort of our initial, my initial design with, um, you know, functionality in mind. So you can change from a backpack sort of holster to a belt bag. And it gives a woman a feeling of like lightness, freedom and preparedness. I love that. I was going to ask about what's the one that looks like a belt because it's so cool, but it doesn't look like a belt in a bulky way. It looks like a, a belt in like this kind of cool, classy, sleek way. And it's just awesome. I've never seen anything like it. Um, our holster. Yeah, you put it, you sort of wearing one and you can separate them individually into one bag or two belt bags. Yeah, we launched, when we launched, there was no belt bags. That was not even a thing. This is like 2015 before, before kind of belt bags were the rage. Um, and then aesthetics for me and like Gigi Mall is, you know, most brands that have like very high end design or, you know, really high price point for your paying for that expertise in design. So, you know, to be able to give that kind of design to women at like a more accessible price point. So it's like I design and select all my own colors that are like unique just to our brand. I design and all of our own hardware is like signature. We use like semi-precious stones, tiger's eye and moonstones. Oh, I love moonstones. 
Yeah, I think the idea that, you know, for a woman to be, feel feminine and powerful at the same time. Oh my God, Gretchen. I want Mall to be like a sort of armor for them that, you know, they can carry all of their tools in. Gretchen, you are speaking like so to our hearts. Like this is like everything you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like so much of what Alex and I talk about is like being a multi-hyphenate and do it, having a million jobs and playing all these different roles. And like what you're describing, I'm like, this is exactly what every woman needs because we're playing all these different roles. We need a different bag for every occasion. And I love the idea of the power and the armor. And I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. You're going to say something, but I just wanted to loudly agree with no, you. No, no. It's like something I feel so strongly about. And I almost wish there was even more ways I could sort of communicate them. You know, like handbag design is like the skill set that I have had for my career. But like what you guys are doing and like to be able to like champion women is just like something I feel so strongly about. So thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be on here doing this with you guys. Oh my gosh. We're so happy you're here. I mean, so- yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I didn't finish that third. The third prong of like the is like purpose, purpose, and that's sort of the idea. Which I think it'll lead to other things. Is like that. I make all of our bags in Italy, and with like it has some of the strictest regulations for you know human capital and sensitivity to the environment. We use like a lot of I buy upcycled leather, so leather that's just going to be discarded or left at a factory. I'll use that leather for our designs. So you know, it will like number the bags when we do that because you know I can maybe only make twelve bags or I can make seven bags or you know whatever you can with how much you get and just that's really important for me like as in like a fast-paced world and as fashion becomes perceived as disposable you know having a handbag and or something that's made with time and love and ethics to me is like a form of self-care and that's so interesting I'm so happy you're talking about that I mean I would never this is not our business obviously so I didn't even know there was a thing as using discarded leather and and of course and that's just so fascinating and did you always know that you wanted to start your own business did you always know and you said that designing handbag skills or that skill set is something that you had had you been thinking about this for a while can you kind of lead us through a little bit of that yeah I think always um, I think as a designer you're always you want to have your own creative vision even when you work for big brands you're like you know corporate CEOs come in and don't like something that you're in love with and you're like ah saving that for one day when I have my own company so you know the holster and definitely a lot of my ideas were like this hidden folder you know of my favorites that Mm -hmm. never got made uh I, yes, my I mean, all of my parents were have their own companies and were entrepreneurs and my husband is too. So I think that was always my own goal. Um, it's definitely more challenging than, it's definitely more challenging wearing every single hat versus just being a designer. But I have come to understand that I love the thrill of the challenge. And that to me is like makes life worth living when, you know, oh, I love to that. try something new. So you've- Try something new every day. You've always been surrounded by, entrepreneurs, owners, leaders, people that took, you know, their their own destiny in their hands. Um, what would you say to a woman who is trying to pivot her career or start her own business and get started? What were what are some things that you've learned along your journey from yourself, your own experiences, or other people that might help help somebody that wants to get started? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm the best person to advise on career change because I've definitely only been in fashion and handbag design for my whole life. But I would say to just get out of your current rut, like meet new people, go to new places, try new things. I think is always like the advice I give to women. I think 
taking risks builds confidence. And so, you know, just the more risks you can take, I think grows your confidence. And then that should at least help propel you to like sort of take the leap of faith in either starting your own company or changing careers. And then I, I personally love like meditating and journaling. So there's like the Deepak Chopra app right now I'm really into and Deepak and Oprah have a meditation about getting unstuck a 21 day meditation I've been listening to it so yeah that's something I would recommend I need this that sounds so good oh my gosh okay I'm downloading it immediately when we get off this interview I'm downloading that that sounds amazing that sounds really amazing. Yeah, it's great because it's like a 10 minute meditation, but they tell you why each like mantra is what you're doing. So <gasps> yes. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, awesome. I think yeah, those would be like my recommendations if someone wanted to, I mean, I guess do research, obviously work in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much to do. So, you know, being able to divide responsibilities, I think is something, something that would really help someone starting out. Totally. Launching their own company. Love and then that. I know that you've mentioned that you did the Goldman Sachs 10,000 program. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So um, it's sort of like a mini MBA program in 2008, 2009, when the financial like, crash sort of was happening. The Great Recession, uh, Goldman Sachs had like their highest year of bonuses while, you know, millions of people were losing their homes. So sort of out of the outrage of that and the backlash, they took some of this money and started this program to help 10,000 small businesses across the country. Um, and 50% of the jobs in America are created by small businesses. So wow. the program I actually did was for all female founders. It was sponsored by Tori Birch and her sort of Embrace Ambition campaign. So I got to go to class every week with 30 other female founders of like completely different companies. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was amazing. It was like a mini MBA program and you got to sort of work, work on your business and figure out what your like growth opportunity was. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it, it was amazing. And if you have your own company, I highly recommend doing it. 10KSB, I think.com. You can just go there. You can download the application. and That's awesome. I was just oh, going to ask, is it still up and, and running? Because I feel like that's something a lot of women would be interested in. That's so good to know. Yes. Yes, it is. And I can definitely give you guys the website or post it on your blog. Oh, we'd love that. Yes, please. Yeah. We should do it. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. (laughs) Yeah, you should do it for the podcast. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because, you know, female founded businesses have to make more money. Agreed. More money. That's, yeah, something I love championing is female founded businesses and, you know, just sharing a bigger piece of the revenue because right now, I think it's worldwide, uh, women represent 40% of business founders are female. Wow. But we only make up 4% of the revenue. So unreal it's that's so fascinating and this leads me to another question i have for you is you use the term female purchasing power a lot and i think that we all in theory we know what that means but can you kind of take us through how that really translates specifically to business and And i'm not sure i know what that means in theory even (laughs) yeah i mean uh Worldwide, women make up 70 to 80% of consumer purchasing decisions. And even in something traditional like a male product, 
like cars, electronics, we make up 50%. So that's sort of the female purchasing power in one sense. And then the other sense is that a hundred more million women are entering like the global workforce by like 2030 in the next 10 years. Wow. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. That's incredible. Yeah, it really is. So if we're controlling sort of where the money is going, we should be supporting female founded businesses. We should be supporting each other. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you have made the decision to really only buy from female founded or female run companies. Can you tell us more about why, when you came to that decision and how you kind of stick to it? Yeah. um, Through sort of through like Goldman Sachs, through doing my voice revision, it's just like a way to refine. There's so many options out there. And I was like, you know, my you speak with your dollars and I want to support other women that are out there starting their own company and that are out there taking risks. And I just believe women, you know, care more about the environment. There's so many reasons why, you know, that I love female founded companies, right? They're more eco-friendly. They hire more diverse employee pool, all of those reasons. So yeah, it's fairly easy to do. Um, I'm part of the F project, which I also is an amazing website, the F project, I think.co it's all female founders. So you can like look up if you want, you know, cookies or CPGs, they have all, you know, female founded products there. That's so cool. I've never heard of this. How have we not heard of this? We, I don't know. We need that though. We need that. So I, we need to send you a list of things that we need at the end. <laughs> yeah. And when you start even looking through like the supermarket on the aisles, um, there's like definitely certain drinks, you know, and chips. Baby products, you know, are easy. Home goods stuff is getting better. Blue Land is like a new favorite one of cleaning products that's all female founded. And I don't know, even my, um, you know, I had interviewed like three different pool services, you know, for my house. And one of them was like a woman and female founded. I was like, yes. they're hired. <laughs> I love that. So, so you're cool. in anything in your life. You're like, okay, how can I support small business? How can I support a woman? And we're so lucky to live in a day and age where we can just Google. The information is at our fingertips. So if it's one extra step to find out who has a woman owned business, it's so worth it. It sounds like. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're throwing a party, it's easy. You know, you like look up the wine manufacturers, you look up maybe the crackers, you can, you know. Oh, I love that. Exactly. And you're so right. I mean, women are really looking at the big picture about how things affect everyone involved. And I think we're also just more comfortable with transparency. We're comfortable with, I mean, so an example of this, my mom has a clean nail polish line. It's called K for Our Color. And she will sometimes get DMs saying, you know, this doesn't work for me. I would like this. I would like that. And she sits and she chats with people about it and is so receptive. And I just feel like inherently that's in us, that's in women to like really sit and, you know, our egos get less involved, I feel like. Mm -hmm. We'll sit and listen and, and take feedback. So I just think that's so cool of you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad Examples. Woo! I'm Tracy. And I'm Jessica. And we were on Style Network's reality shows Jerseylicious and Glam Fairy, which followed Jessica as a makeup artist and me as a hairstylist. So obviously you may think that this whole podcast is going to be about beauty, but you would be wrong. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about everything from love to relationships to sex to just being a hoe. (laughs) We are your new go-to girls for everything bad. 
new episodes air every Tuesday. So see you next Tuesday. Even though we are not your best examples, uh, we're the best you've got. So cheers, bitches. Cheers. Rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hosted on dimlywit.com. Do you, do you have like a top few list of female-founded brands that you think that we should know about yeah. right now? I love Trustique. She's a friend, also Jennifer Kapahi. It's makeup for moms on the go, women on the go. So all the brushes are included in the same stick of- Brilliant. Yeah. The eyeshadow, the eye concealer, everything. Like the mascara even has a eyelash curler on it. So everything I is together that. and compatible. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Blue Land Cleaning Solutions, the new one I'm really into. So you reuse- you're the same plastic bottle that they send you one time and it's a tablet you just drop in and mix with water because you know most cleaning products are like 90 percent water Mm -hmm. i love glam squad they've been very supportive and wonderful of gg mall as well rent the runway i love i love glam squad i love love glam squad and i also love so Gretchen, if you like Glam Squad, Kara Santana started Glam Squad. She also has a clothing company. And we just did like a little collab where like they're reposting some photos of me and her blazer. And they're just, I've been chatting with them and DMing with them. And they're so sweet. And just like really accessible, like staple pieces, like these oversized blazers or like a cool skirt. Or I think you would, you might be into that. Oh, amazing. Okay, I love I, that. I will check it out. <laughs> yes. Cool. I love that. Yeah. And, and Rent the Runway. I love Rent the Runway as well. Just oh. from a consumer, you know environmental standpoint to reuse clothing is is great and those two women are such so smart I love that I love that um I'd love for you to chat a little bit about sort of the cost of clothing in the United States and and how like we've talked about fast fashion a little bit and like how you know we can go to these big stores and get things for at a like a really reasonable price and something Alex and I always talk about is like you get what you pay for and like you know what are, what are we paying for when we get these like really inexpensive clothes you've spoken i think in the past about really low labor wages for women overseas and can you speak more on that and and talk to us about that yeah so it's interesting it goes back into both of like the purchasing power and that over the past 20 years you know the cost of clothing has really declined with zara and fast fashion but the cost of Gas has gone up. The cost of cotton has gone up. You know, all of the raw materials have gone up. So how is it possible that the cost of clothing keeps decreasing? And the answer to that is, is that it's mainly a female labor force. So I think it's like a 70, 80% female labor force in, you know, third world countries. And they're able to like exploit women for lower wages than they are men. And that's like a big part of why the clothing is so inexpensive. So something to think about. It's a catch 22 though, because it is having a lot more women enter the labor force, Mm -hmm. but you know, they also need to be making, you know, living living wage. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Wow living wage and if you know cotton you know costs this much how are these jeans you know 9.99 it's like right that's so you know it just doesn't add up really good point and I've never thought of it that way yeah 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 it is definitely something for us all to be aware of and all to think about wow yeah for sure right 
maybe to buy a great and more expensive pair of jeans that you like maybe know where it comes from or mm -hmm. is organic cotton, you know, ideally would be made in the US or yeah. Well, and that's what I'm loving about your brand is that you're knowing exactly where everything's coming from. You're it's small batch, like you're you're very involved in the process. What like in the next where do you see Gigi Mall in the next five to ten years? Do you do you want to stay, you know, obviously stay with your values and your ethics and, and what you're doing now, but expand or what is that what does your five to ten year plan look like with Gigi Mall? My dream is definitely um, you know, I'm just kind of learning how to juggle being a mother and running a company. Figuring that out is a more immediate goal than five years. And then how to be able to help more women, to lift more women up, whether that is, you know, through confidence, self-love, empowerment, that's where I would really like Gigi Mall to go, you know, and I'm not sure if that's through, if it's something I can do through fashion, but um, yeah, to just be able to like empower more women to take risks and follow their dreams. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So good. Well, okay. Congratulations on being a new mom. Your little son is so cute. I saw him on Instagram this morning having French toast. He is adorable. So I want to know just... He is such a cutie pie. <laughs> he's so sweet. So I want to know, like, I might be like thinking about thinking about having a baby soon I want all the new mom scoop and I just want to start from the beginning like what was your pregnancy like did you like it did you hate it what what were your feelings I enjoyed it more than I thought I would um definitely uh I'd say giving birth having a baby is the most physically challenging thing I ever experienced and no one really tells you going into that, you know, we're so mentally challenged mm -hmm. through work or relationships, but um, I've never had something that's, you know, it's oh. not mental at all. It's purely physical, which from that standpoint, I sort of takes a lot of dropping in, which I liked that aspect of it. Um, yeah. I, and I enjoy being pregnant. I enjoyed kind of slowing down, listening to myself, listening to my body. I feel like that's something that I had lost a bit living in New York and kind of the crazy jumping from one thing to the next that we do. Um, it also was during oh COVID. Gosh. So I, was, I felt really lucky to be able to, every the world slowed down around me. So that made it easier. Yeah. And then I got to have like the exact birth I wanted, which was I had, I did a home birth in Southampton. <gasps> I'm so excited to hear your experience with this that just sounds so beautiful and lovely and what what was that like I loved it I recommend I really I highly recommend it for anyone who's considering it I had a midwife you know I switched from an OBGYN sort of when COVID and everything was going on to a midwife and you know we had all of our meetings at home I did a hypnobirthing classes with my husband which through uh hypnobirthing New York which was wonderful and what is hypnobirthing what does that mean it's sort of like to use meditation and controlling your mind to sort of alleviate wow. pain. the idea. Cool. Yeah. I have never done any other birthing classes, but I think similar like technique, breathing techniques, different mm. postures, mm -hmm. ways to sit, you know, that sort of thing, which was honestly so wonderful. My 
doula and midwife didn't show up until I was like 10 centimeters dilated. It was just me and my husband at home. And he like got out the book and was like, point, he's like, point to a position and then like set me up in that position with like pillows and chairs and whatever. And was like, okay. Oh, yeah. So and I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I like blacked out. Did, okay. This is my next question. Like, but like, how did you handle the pain or did, or do you really just can't remember? Like, was it terrible um, or? No, it's, you're like high on natural drugs is the best way I can put it. Um, it's not like I'm, you're not conscious, but you don't really feel it. You're not, if something takes over, it's so primal. Mm. It's so primal. Your brain sort of goes blank and like your body just takes over. There's no blood rushing into your mind. Like there's no processing power in your brain because everything is just like in your body, kind of like morphing, opening up to like push this child out. That is, our bodies are incredible. Women's bodies are so incredible. I mean, you really feel just like superwoman after you do this. I'm sure. You know, you're just high on endorphins and just in awe, just in awe of the magic of, yeah, what our bodies can do, how we can like birth like a little being and then feed him from our own bodies, you know? It's amazing. It it gave me such a new appreciation, even for especially women who, you know, work and are moms or are the breadwinner and are moms or even, even, you know, Mm -hmm. single moms is just, that's by far the hardest job. You know, those women are so strong. And what has that been like for you? Like, how has Mm -hmm. your experience been running your business? And also, how old is your son? He's eight months. (gasps) He's eight months. And, and the first being a mom for the first eight months. How has that been for you? I mean, I do not have it all figured out. Of course. Well, uh, no one does. <laughs> I do not have it all figured out. We might have to do this podcast in a year from now. <laughs> we'll do a Where Are They Now podcast. <laughs> Where Are They Now? Yeah. Um, no, I have not figured that out. And I, again, COVID was just such a blessing because everything really slowed down. You know, like factories closed in Italy, like mm. retail, you know, we I used to do all of my in-store events, you know, I was really involved with meeting my customer and face-to-face and that sort of hasn't really been happening. So uh, I'm interested sort of to see how fashion retail sort of evolves out of this. Totally. It it was needed for a change and I'm not, I'm not even sure how it's going to go. No. Oh Oh my gosh. It's all up in the air. No, none of us, none of us are sure how this next year is going to go. Yeah. Can you, I'm interested in just taking us through a day in your life these days. Like you get up, what happens? You're in Miami, you're working from home, you're with your baby. Can you kind of take us through a day in your life this week? So um, I, for so far for COVID, I have not had a nanny or any help. So um, I've been being just, you know, a mom solo, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. So you only have, I only have the, you know, one and a half hour windows where he goes down for a nap. To like do all and your work, like <laughs> to do all my work, to live my life, um, which uh, right now I've been like, it's either emailing and working on marketing or things for Gigi Mall, which can be anything that's like comes in, you know, whether it's like planning a trunk show, you know, in Palm Beach, or I did one like around the corner, which Elon would then come with me to uh, right now and be my little model. Um <laughs> Or, you know, inventory, some of the, I made like a coated lining. So I, it's like a recycled plastic coated lining for a baby bag. Hopefully that I can do one of these days. Um, I did that last March and I think it just arrived in New York like this March. So cool. So, um, 
sort of, you know, whatever comes up that day. And then um, I don't even know what I, oh, oh, the other thing I've been doing just to like be creative is I've been like beading and making, ma- I made mask holders yes. and sunglasses and mask holders. So I've been beading a bit in my free time. I took on some interior design projects what? in the Hamptons because sort of everyone's moving out. So I took on some interior design projects. I've been doing an interior design class to sort of learn how to do that on the computer. Oh right now God. I only know how to do like product design on the computer, not like spatial design. Yeah. I've been learning that. That's so cool. Okay, you're totally <laughs> superwoman. You do all of it. Oh, thanks. Oh. Most of the time, you know, I'm being a mom right now. So that's, <laughs> you know, a solid eight, eight hours a day, probably. <laughs> um. So yeah, do you think you guys will come back to the city at some point? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We are coming back. Um, we're coming back to the Hamptons on Saturday. We're coming back. I think so. I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we will come back to New York. I don't I don't know when. I don't know how. <laughs> but, but my husband works in the city. Okay. We will be eventually. Uh we I've been loving the suburban life. Is is New York home? Yeah, New York is home. We gave up we actually gave up our apartment when we moved down here to Miami uh, and have been living full time in the Hamptons mm. in Southampton. But um, yeah, I think I think we'll be coming back to the city. Good. I haven't been back in a year though, so. Well, it's still here, and <laughs> yeah, I, I miss it. I miss it. I miss the vibrancy of New York. Yeah, it's, it's I was away the whole summer, and I missed it so much. And I'm happy to be back. It's tricky, but it's it's getting know, there. It's getting there. It's it's getting back. So it's getting there. Speaking of the city. Tina is single and dating in, in New York yes. in a very, yes. very weird time. And we slash she wants all of your dating advice. Yes. What is your advice? Just go to parties and look <laughs> look for the best best man there. And then ignore him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd probably be the best. Uh, I think, again, I just like think the best way to meet people is to get like out of your comfort zone and do something you wouldn't normally do. So, you know, whatever that is, if that's like maybe a painting class or like a fishing class that mm-hmm. you're into or some kind of new exercise, you know, that something you wouldn't normally do, go to museums. Love that. You know, I don't know what that is throw axes yes throw axes <laughs> like sword fighting I don't know okay this all sounds like really fun I'm like meet a guy or not I just want to go do these things <laughs> but like Tina I can weirdly see you <laughs> in an axe throwing class I that's the one that stuck out to me that's the one I want you to do <laughs> yeah I think that I think the best one I'm most certainly gonna do it and then I'll tag I'll I'll do a post about it and I'll tag you Gretchen and be like listen I've I've found my new passion. It's throwing axes. <laughs> and maybe there's a hot mountain man there. Hey, and I like it. I like the way you think. <laughs> you never know. Um, yeah, I think that would be the best. That would be my best advice. I don't know. Video chatting seems to be the new cool thing now it too. With like Bumble and yeah, doing video chatting. But I I haven't dated in twelve years, so I'm not sure that I'm an expert on it. But I think that's great the advice. Grass is though. always greener on the other yeah. side. <laughs> this is what I've heard. So I've heard. I think that the advice of taking a risk, getting out of your comfort zone, I really like that. That that's a great point. Trying new things, doing something you wouldn't normally do. That's a that's a really that's really good advice. It really yeah, is. I think for women, even like kind of making the first move, you know? Yeah. Like everyone's nervous. 
I mean, I probably wouldn't ask the guy out on a date first because I would be more traditional and want yes. him to. But I think if you take that first move to even be like, hey, I'm a little interested in you, wink, wink, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And be surprised and be like, you know? Yes, and own like, it. Oh, okay. I feel more, com-. you know, you, then you give them the confidence if you're confident to sort of totally put it out there a little bit. Yeah, what Brene Brown, like, uh, what is it? Courage? Or she talks about putting yourself out there, right? Yes. Like, some kind of putting your heart out there and being vulnerable. I love Brene Brown. Brene Brown is so incredible. You might have just answered my next question, but my next question is, who's someone that really inspires you that like you're just obsessed with? That you'd love to have at a dinner party. She would be amazing, right? She would be a great one too. Um, I uh, love Kelly Wurstler. Um, She's a really cool interior designer in LA and I just love all of her like furniture and wallpaper is like all in my house. I would love to meet her. Um, Tom Ford. (gasps) Yes. Tom Ford. I met him one time when I was like 19. Um, but I was just nervous and I would love to meet him more as like an adult and a designer now. You know, he lived in Italy also as like an American. He lived in Italy. So yeah. He's the, be a few. That's, those are awesome people. Yes. I want to be invited to that dinner party with those yeah, people. Too, right? That sounds amazing. For sure. Okay. So Gretchen, you're stranded on a desert island. Um, what are your two beauty products that you have to have with you that you you can't live without? The SkinCeuticals. Ooh suntan lotion i love skinceuticals they um i don't know if they're female to find out i mean yeah they're great and then um beauty counters is a great also female founder yes they are their their founder greg so i was invited to like a customer focus group with with the founder it was like me and i thought it was me this giant group but it was like four other women and we got to chat with her for an hour about things we loved about the, the brand and what we wanted more and she was just the coolest woman and she was sitting there she's like this giant ceo and she was sitting there with her notebook in her kitchen taking furious notes about like what we were saying like these four strangers just customer you know she doesn't really know all she knows is we're beauty counter customers she took Mm -hmm. it so seriously and was taking these notes i mean she is the coolest i love that you love them yeah, amazing products. I mean, they really support women as well. I've yeah, I did a gifting suite with them, and you know, yeah, you're right. They they treat everyone like a celebrity. They even treated me like a celebrity, and they were like, "No, we really want to hear what you think. Like, you really have to try all, awesome. all these products." And yeah, that's really important. Like customer loyalty. I yes. think. Yeah, that's- admire that. So cool. for sure, for sure. Can you give a resource? It could be a book a podcast, a TV show, something that has just inspired you, made you happy, helped you in your career, something you've read or watched that you would recommend? So I definitely feel like the Deepak Chopra app has really been helping me. I think there's just so many great um, 21 day meditations you can do, but this one right now with Oprah, I love the ones with Oprah because then you have like a female sort of founder perspective and then you have Deepak sort of more in-depth, you know, Buddhist meditation perspective. Um, and then um, I just finished reading The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates. Oh, Also great uh, empowering women lifts up society. How, yeah, the strongest countries really include women, you know, in the workforce and education and how much stronger we are when we include 50%, you know, of our population. Yeah, that's yeah. been on my list for sure. Melinda Gates is unbelievable. She's just that. incredible. This has been so incredible. 
Oh my gosh. This has been amazing, Gretchen. For all of our listeners, where where can they find you on social media? Where can they get... The, I, I actually need to go right now and get that holster bag because that's going to be my armor when I go to X-Throw and meet the love of my life. I'm going to be wearing a Gretchen Mall bag. Like I just know I'm going to be wearing a Gigi Mall bag when I meet the love of my life. Perfect. You can wear a holster and throw an axe. Yes. It totally works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where can we go and where can we find you? Where can we find your bags? We're at Gigi Mall. So um, just the letters GG and then M-A-U-L-L either.com or same on social media, Facebook, Twitter, where just Gigi Mall in very clean and simple. Amazing. Everybody go follow Gigi Mall on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Get all up there and make sure you're following for updates and new designs. I'm so excited to see see what you come up with oh, next. Yeah, for our next uh, next Voice Your Vision. Yeah, tell us. What's Voice Your Vision? So Voice Your Vision is actually what came out of my the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. My growth opportunity there was this idea to replace the department store buyer with the customer. So as I sort of was building the brand, I sort of took the traditional path. You know, I launched at Intermix. I worked my way up to Bloomingdale's. That was sort of, you know, how you were supposed to build a brand, certain small stores, work up to a big department store and there you were there. But that's not, you know, the system is broken. So you get to like Bloomingdale's and this one girl is basically changing your all of your designs. You know, now she wants this in pink. She wants this hardware in silver, you know, changing around. And I was like, why are you getting to decide this? Shouldn't the customer be getting to decide this? So um, now instead of launching sort of a collection and letting department store buyers sort of select what colors are produced, I design a new bag and then allow our customers to make that decision. And they either can vote on the new color or they can purchase at a lower price, which fuels our production, which is then like sort of, again, with your purchasing power, like that money goes directly into making the handbags. That is so Um, cool. It's really, really a good idea. And and it seems so simple, yet it's something so many people don't do. But it's, of course, the person who's interested in your bags, the person who loves your bags, the person who wants to buy your bag should maybe, you know, let's get some feedback. It's that's so great. Right. And then they should be the one, if they're supporting it, they should be the one getting the lower price. You know, right now department stores take 60 or 70% of the margin. You know, I'd love to, you would love to pass some of that discount onto your customer. Of course. Yeah. And then they're also funding, you know, the business that they believe in. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Voice your vision. And that, is that available like to research on your website? I can go to your website and. Yeah, you can, you can, I still have the baby bag up. It was sort of like on pause from COVID, but that's still, I think my next bag I'm going to try to do is baby bag for all those little moms out there that are doing it all. Amazing. Gretchen, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Everyone go look up Gigi Mall, buy a bag and just, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so Uh, much. Thanks so much for having me. This was really wonderful. And you guys are such an inspiration to, you know, be supporting other women out there and lifting everyone up the same you're helping spark we feel so much the same about you you are such an inspiration and we're just so grateful to have you thank you thank you gretchen gretchen has generously offered a promo code just for listeners of obsessed with the best head over to ggmall.com and enter gg obsessed at checkout for 20 percent off your order that is ggmaull.com and use gg obsessed at checkout 
Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.